I'm going to be talking on a very challenging topic this morning, which is taken from James, James, the book of James, chapter 1, verses 2 to 3. Praise the Lord. The topic is the purpose of trials. The purpose of trials. Very interesting topic. Is there anything good that can come out of trials, really? We want to see this morning, according to the word of the Lord, if there is a purpose in trials. And this is a topic that many people in the church today don't want to discuss. Because they think if you are in Christ and you are truly walking victoriously, there should be no trials. According to the scripture, let's read again verse 2 of James chapter 1. Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Very con a big contradiction there. That when you face trials, and not only trials, but trials of many kinds, consider it pure joy. Be happy. Jump up and get excited. <laughs> you know? Very funny. You wonder whether James was in his mind to write that. <laughs> consider it joy. Feel blessed. Be happy. But you know James has somewhere he's coming from when you see the Bible and you look at many scriptures you realize that there is something good that can come out of trials. Trials are problems. Tests. Wildness experiences. Going through challenges of life. And you would think that those only come to inconvenience us and the we should do, really keep them away. But the Bible doesn't talk like that. He's saying, consider it pure joy. Be happy. Feel very much blessed as you go through those trials. And moreover, many of many kinds. They're not going to be just a few, but trials of many kinds. Because God uses them to test our faith. And he has said, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. This is one character that God our Father wants every Christian, every believer to have. That we must grow in perseverance. Perseverance is when you develop a character and you know that the Lord will do 
what he said he will do even when he appears to have laid. You know, God is faithful. He's able. He's going to do that thing he has promised to you. And I want you to notice it must, you must have seen it as a promise. In the word, God has spoken to you personally and you have received a promise from him. If God has not given you the promise, then you cannot hold him responsible. You can't talk to him. You cannot uh, complain about it because you haven't seen it as a promise from the Lord. But here we realize that when we get that promise, we should have an attitude of knowing God is able, is faithful. He's going to do it even when sometimes he appears to have delayed. And so you believe in him. You trust in him. It depends on what the Lord has said, remember. So you patiently wait for him to do it. The word here is patiently wait. That is perseverance. You patiently wait. And uh, God wants all his children to learn to be patient and to wait. You know, Jeremiah teaches us something very interesting in Lamentations chapter 3. And this is what Jeremiah says. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed. Our enemies, if they had a chance, they would have long ago consumed each one of you. Especially those who believe in Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Satan would have wanted to consume you and destroy you. But because of God's power, his love and faithfulness were not consumed. For his compassions never failed. The love of God never fails. They are new every morning and great is your faithfulness, O Lord. So I say to myself, the Lord is my portion. Therefore, I will wait for him. That's what Jeremiah is saying. That when you are going through challenge, you need to have the right frame of mind. The right attitude. To know that the Lord is what? Your portion. Don't doubt it. Don't waver. Don't look elsewhere. Just know that for me, I've made the decision. The Lord is my portion. Therefore, I will wait. Praise the Lord. I will wait. The Lord is good to those whose hope is in him. And it is good to wait patiently for the salvation of the Lord. That needs to be our attitude as we go through challenges. They will come. They will come. You know, in Isaiah chapter 30, verse 20, there is another very interesting scripture there. Let me not paraphrase it. Let me go and read it to you so that you realize what the Lord is saying. Isaiah 
chapter 30, verse 20. This is what the Bible says. Although the Lord gives you the bread of adversity and the waters of affliction, who is giving it? You know when you pray for bread and God gives you bread of adversity, you ask for water when you are thirsty and you want water and he gives you the waters of affliction. Very funny scripture. You imagine it should have been the Bible. God himself giving you adversity and affliction. You know? But he says, in that situation, your teachers will be hidden no more. Those are conditions, their classroom for God teaching us his ways. Your teachers will be hidden no more. And with your own eyes you will see them. Whether you turn to the right or to the left, you will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. Our ears are very attentive in times of trouble. If you are in trouble and you hear a whisper, can you play around? Because that might be the word to save you. That's why they tell you that people who are in water, drowning, they can even grab a piece of grass. People who are going through challenges are prepared to learn from the Lord. It is very difficult to learn from the Lord when all is going well. In fact, you very, you very rarely do you care to listen. But when you are going through challenges, you are ready to listen. And that's why Isaiah is saying, your teachers will be hidden no more. And you'll be able to hear a voice behind you saying, that is the way, walk in it. God's will is that all believers develop perseverance through the testing of our faith. And he continues to say that as long as we develop the perseverance, then we are becoming mature Christians. You can't be mature unless you learn to persevere. And if you persevere, perseverance must continue until it achieves what God has purposed for it. Isn't that what he has said? He has said, perseverance must finish its work. You must grow and have faith and learn to persevere. In fact, when you don't learn quickly, there is something called repeating class. Did you go to school and the, the teacher said on your report, 
you are advised. <laughs> to repeat the class. <laughs> so if you want to mature quickly, listen and learn quickly so that they will not give you another lesson. Yes. You know? Job puts it in a very interesting way in Job 36 verse 15. For him, this is what he said about suffering. He says, but those who suffer, he delivers them in their suffering. He speaks to them in their affliction. The Good News Bible says he opens their ears in their affliction. You know spiritual ears are very difficult to develop. But as you go through suffering, they are pierced. It's for you to hear. For you to hear. So he delivers them in their suffering, in their affliction. And he uses that. He says in verse 16, he is wooing you from the jaws of distress to a spacious place free from restriction. Where you are limited by the devils. Where they bind you. So that you cannot realize what God has purposed for your life. God, God takes you in a class to pierce your ears, to train you so that you will hear and learn. And when you learn, he brings you into a spacious place, free from any more restriction. And he will bring you to the table, your table laden with choice food. Thank you for clapping. You have seen it. There are those who are still struggling with the message. <laughs> and Jesus himself, in John 8, 30, 31, he said, If you hold on to my teaching, you shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Do you know what holding on means? By all means, you hold on. Even when the devil is causing you to doubt, you hold on. Even when he says give up, you hold on. Even when the going gets tough, you hold on. You hold on to it because the enemy will come to cause you to doubt the word. So that you don't believe in it. And if you are claiming it, to stop believing in it and you doubt. But Jesus says, if you hold on to it, you shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. And you're able to tell that they will know the word is true. The promise that God has given me is true. He is not a man to lie. He cannot promise and not fulfill. I believe in it. And you tell him, no, I trust in this promise. Even when he is causing you not to believe in it, 
you hold on to it. If you hold on to it long enough, you will know the truth. And the truth will set you free. It will work for you. It will work for you. That's why he's saying, when you mature in perseverance and you mature as a Christian, you lack nothing. Because you can begin to believe in every promise of God and hold on to it and it works for you. You can trust and believe God for everything according to his promises. Please note his promises or else as I've said you will not hold God responsible for it. And let me tell you, before you are faced with a situation you cannot handle, I mean a difficult situation, you can never learn how to live by God's promises. To learn to believe by God's word, God brings you into a situation beyond your capacity, beyond your limit. And then you are able to realize all the things you put your trust in cannot help you. And for the first time you raise, you lift your eyes unto God and read his word every day so that you can find that only promise which is loaded with power to change your circumstances. That's why God wants to teach us to bring us to that place of beyond your limit. Yeah, he told the children of Israel when they were moving from Egypt that he took them into the desert where there are trials, where there is luck, where there are problems. And he said, I wanted to check your heart. If you are there, will you continue to believe or you will turn and go back? I also wanted you to learn that man does not live on bread alone, but man lives on every promise from the mouth of the Lord. Teaching that you have to learn to live by his promises. And that's something not easy to come by unless God brings you to your limit. And then you'll begin to read his word and claim it and begin to trust him because of his promise. That is faith. You know, as human beings, we have a problem. We always want things to be simple, easy, and quick. Especially today, the computer age has spoiled us. Everything, Google, everything, da da da, you have the answer. When I was growing up, my friend, you had to learn the tables. And when they gave you an equation, you couldn't cram it. You had to learn how to deliver that equation from first principles. So that in case you are in the exam and it has evaporated, 
then you deliver it and use it. But today, people even allowed to go in the exams with calculators. It was a crime to do it in our days. <laughs> but you know, one thing there is a way. We haven't yet learned how to actualize faith. And yet we must learn how to live by God's word, by God's promises. And God wants to teach every Christian this truth. That you may not have to be limited to what you see. You may not be limited to what's around you. But you can believe God for it. And you can download it from heavens above. Because God has given every spiritual blessing to man. Both spiritual and even bodily. He has given it. His divine power has given us everything we need. For bodily living, for spiritual living. But you have to learn how to download it from the heavens above. Where it is stored. And he says in the heavens, your blessings can never rust or develop off or be destroyed or be rust. No. You can, when you learn to download the blessings of God through his promises, you can be truly blessed. You learn another way of depending on God's word. That's why the Bible is saying in Romans chapter 5, let's go there. Romans chapter 5 verse 3. Another very contradictory scripture which you might think should not be the Bible. Verse 3. Not only so, but we also rejoice in our sufferings. Oh. We do what? Sometimes the Lord can demand a lot from us. How do you rejoice in your sufferings? But this is what he's saying. Yeah? This is what he's saying. Not only so, but we also rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance produces character. And character produces hope. You learn to have hope in the Lord. And he says hope the hope a man which he has in God does not disappoint. Hope does not disappoint. That's why you must learn to grow in, in perseverance until you learn to live by faith having your hope fixed in the Lord. The hope does not do what? Does not disappoint. Does not disappoint. The hope will always produce results. It is 
David in Psalms 33 who says in verse 5, the earth is full of God's unfailing love. The whole earth is filled with the love of God which does not fail. Are you there? Let's go there and you see it. The earth is full of God's unfailing. Once you believe that and you hold on to his love, it won't fail you. Verse 5. The Lord loves righteousness and just, and the earth is full of his unfailing love. Know it. Believe in it. Verse 18. By the eyes of the Lord, the eyes of the Lord are on all those who fear him, on those who hope in his unfailing love. The eyes of the Lord are always looking out for people who trust in his unfailing love. And, and, and they, they are looking for such a people to do what? Huh? To deliver them. They are always on those whose hope is in his unfailing love to deliver them from death and keep them alive in famine. So we wait in hope for the Lord. He is our help and he is our shield. In him our hearts rejoice for we trust in his holy name. May the unfailing love of the Lord rest upon all men even as we put our hope in him. Jeremiah had said it. Let's go back to what Jeremiah had said. The compassions of the Lord fail not. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I said to myself, the Lord is my portion. Therefore, I will wait for him. The Lord is good to those who hope in him. He is good. It is good to wait. To wait patiently for the salvation of the Lord. It's good to those who put their hope in him. In 2 Chronicles chapter 16, verse 9, he says, The eyes of the Lord are always searching from one end of the earth to the other, checking, looking for that man, looking for that woman whose hope is in the Lord so that his hand can show itself strong for them. God is always checking to look for people who have known how to persevere to fix their hope in the Lord and to trust and depend on him and when he sees them he shows up to show himself strong for those who believe in him and so brethren it is true that suffering at times may be because of our sin and rebellion it is true, it may be the devil attacking you. But if God has allowed it, there could be a very interesting benefit out of it.
That's why uh, at times I use a teaching, a, a topic, the benefits of suffering. The benefits of suffering. The question is, as you go through suffering, who do you listen to? If you are listening to the devil, sorry. But if you turn your ears to the Lord, he might teach you and show you the way out. And that's why James has had his attitude changing because of these scriptures we have looked at. James is now beginning to say that consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds. That's where he's coming from. God bless you.